I didn't even check to see if we have good audio. Got that Gracie Jiu Jitsu shirt. We're live. We're live. Live. Hi. Say hi to the camera. Hey, everybody. Let's do it. Cheers. Cheers to everybody. Good morning. Uh, there we go. All right. Let's do it. Let's do our. Uh, Take it off. Oh, put on your headphones. You have your headphones on? I've got my Step ahead of me. Where are my headphones? You got them over here. Oh, God. Got to be today. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We are rocking with the Pulse Roll Podcast. Episode 37. I'm Jules Nuclear. Episode 37. We're going to get it kicked off today. Episode 37. Episode 37. 37, baby. Season two. Season two. Loving it. Rocking and rolling. Let that play. We're going to be talking respect. Talking freedom. Talking respect leading to freedom. Yep. I mean, the two kind of work interchangeably, so. Yeah, say, go down. You probably got to get right back up. Get back up. Kind of get it with that song rolling for a little bit. Not the only thing left to do is just tap, 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 tap. In that part of the song, I actually explain an arm bar. So if you don't know an arm bar, listen. Oh, here we go. Losing the lessons of Rillingham never Oh, that's why. Comes another blessing. Was hard today. It's easy tomorrow. Take away is here to stay every move. It's been passed down tomorrow. Talk away your sorrows because the mask don't lie. Sweat on my face, blood on my gear. Laughing with tears in my eyes. Post roll podcast episode 37, season two. Respect and freedom. Man, we're going to go over a couple topics today. Volkanovski versus Ortega. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the matches at WNO two weekends ago. Kind of late on that, but <laughs> we're late on the sound. Yeah, everything. It. It's all late. <laughs> there we go. All right. Roadster. Now we got it. Now we're in. If the sound was weird, it was because I was late on everything. Yeah. Okay. Hours and hours of technique of Master Sour. Just trying to figure out how and where we get the power. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know funny? The music wasn't even played while we were doing that in the beginning. Oh, really? So the singing and stuff was like, no music. Awkward. That's awesome. Yeah, we had it. So if you were just watching the beginning of this, it looks like we just had a couple people tune in. But if you're watching this later, uh, that's hilarious. It would have been me and Jimmy going, blah, 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 blah. Like singing in the background of music that uh, hard, isn't hard, there. It's hardcore lyrics, you know? Yeah. It's all good. Acapella. Yeah. Uh, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, let's talk about what we're talking about. This is uh, let's get right into it because we only have about uh, like 30 thirty-five minutes. minutes. Thirty-five yeah. minutes. Okay. So we're gonna talk about. Uh, to, you told me yesterday yeah. uh, that you wanted to talk about the topic of of respect and freedom. Yeah. And freedom, mm-hmm. and then how they interact. And I think that's the key. Uh, that's the key to. Um, uh, to like life and like yeah, not just jujitsu, but <laughs> like yeah, jiu-jitsu. yeah. I mean, we deal with it because I'm raising kids and all that. We deal with that all the time. But right. but uh, if you don't, uh, let me just say in jujitsu, we were discussing this. If you don't respect the threat yeah, of threat. what somebody's doing, you respect yeah. the position they're in. You respect the potential of what can happen in any position you're in, or even their defense. Yeah, then you don't have the freedom to do mm-hmm. what you're doing. So the whole mm-hmm. idea is to respect what's around you so that you have freedom. Right. Because if you think about what respect is, I would consider it to be like a thoughtfulness or some kind of consideration or like a regard for someone or something. Mm-hmm. And like freedom would be like the power to like act or the right to do something or the the power to speak or think. So if you have respect and you're thoughtful about the situation you're in or you're considering what can happen, now you have power to to act, you have power to think 
and you have the power to slow time down a little bit. You have freedom. You have freedom. Exactly. Um, today when in our role, this is post roll podcast. Legitimately, we rolled today. Jim, uh, Jimmy and I rolled today early. Yeah, Jimmy and I, yeah, it, it was a legitimate role. We did we drilled together a little. We were drilling a side control escapes and uh, stuff like that. But then when we rolled, um, we kept I kept we I kept running into the same problem, mm-hmm. and um, you broke it down for me uh, super simply that I wasn't going with. If I stopped you from doing something, mm-hmm. I wasn't then go- making the next move. Yeah, or or sometimes I was stopping when I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. I just needed to come with and yeah. do what I needed to do. And and then at that point, freedom is kind of dictated. Like mm-hmm. I have the freedom, mm-hmm. but I gotta. I also have to uh, once again respect, respect, respect the fact the that you're you're gaining a new stronger position. Mm-hmm. My freedom would be, um, you know, restricted to a certain amount of things. I can't just do anything I want. You can't do anything you want. But I can, but I do have the freedom of movement and the freedom to be a step ahead of you. Right. If I think that way, but if I just sit there and go, what's he doing? And like try to hold him and stop him. (laughs) Then, um, I'm not really respecting the strength he's creating and the movement he's creating, Mm -hmm. um, in order to be free. Exactly. I agree 100%. I think like a lot of the times we're trying to stop things from happening and controlling the situation. When you find control, your attempt to control something 100%, in fact, limits your freedom because now you're limited to what you're controlling yeah you're a huge <laughs> proponent of that because yeah. you don't you you do, do not control as much on purpose yeah unless i have and that's to. changed your game completely over the last few years yeah um, unless it's like okay i need to control this position like i need to make sure he, this arm is gripped or i need to make sure that the angle on this arm is set and like james went over that today in class with side control we went over kimuras from side control right and he was like well if the guy's straightening his arm out well walk your elbow up to their armpit so you can create that bend in their arm mm-hmm. in that moment you're not you're not controlling the situation per se, but you're just making adjustments. And if they're overpowering, if their mechanic outdo uh, outdoes your mechanic, there's a moment where you need to realize it's kind of like when you're at a roundabout, right? And there's a car coming, you have to yield to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't yield to that car, they have the right of way. There's going to be a collision and it could be detrimental to either one of you guys. So in that situation, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I'm constantly getting in fender benders. In <laughs> oh God, you're just fender bend. I don't even have insurance anymore. You don't have insurance. Yeah, Your yeah. insurance went skyrocket. Oh, to the yeah. roof. I'm a, I'm a mess. Yeah. I don't have my license. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, that's just suspended, bro. Yeah, I'm constantly. How'd getting... you get your brown belt? Yeah, yeah, that's just suspended. I hit everybody in the roundabout. I'm like, come on, bring it on. This is how I do it. <laughs> Shit. Right away, I'll show you right, right away. away. Yeah, right away is like, yeah. yeah. I'll show you whoever these. has the strongest bumper. I'll show you this left and these rights right here. Mm. <laughs> but <The> right away, <laughs> but with these, with, with this analogy, what I'm trying to paint is, uh, as that person's going, you have to accept that their mechanic is the right of way. Yeah. And if we're if we're going with the um, the path of least resistance, uh, you have to accept that that they have the right of way with their mechanic, and you have to yield and let them pass. And then you can go and take your turn. And that's you having respect for the right of way. Or you completely shut the mechanic down somehow. Or or you put a roadblock up and as they're driving, they're like, oh, I can't drive down the street. Yeah. You either do one of those two things. <laughs> but if it's happening yeah. and you haven't done the, the setup, that means you have to the, get into the setup. The other thing I want to say is that after, after we went over this stuff, we um, I, I realized I was better off rolling with you in the beginning yeah and then figuring out what my uh disadvantages were whatever i was doing like you know how we have these failures when you're when you're doing jujitsu you kind of screw up in the same way yeah <laughs> one day you'll have like over and over all day again. long you're doing the same thing wrong right and um and so if you roll with a, a, a higher belt first figure that out have them help you pinpoint it mm-hmm. then go find some lower belts or people smaller than you so that you can exercise that the new idea 
odd. That's without a, as many consequences. That's actually an interesting. Freedom. That's an interesting perspective because usually what I hear is if you want to like practice your move, start on a white belt, then go blue, then go purple, then yeah. brown, and black. But if you start at the highest level, figure out what's wrong and figure out what's wrong and go down. That's also go all the way down. And that's also another way to to train that in drill as well. So I, like, I think so I like too that. because now you know what you're doing. It's fresh in your mind. Because yeah. you and I have had this conversation before. I mean, really, to tell you that, I mean, every coach probably feels this way. It's like ad nauseum. You heard James sometimes. Uh, yeah. He'll be like, oh, how many times I got to tell you guys this? You know, but, <laughs> you know, kind of. He doesn't get crotchety about it, but eventually yeah. he gets a little frustrated. Because as a coach, we have to reiterate things constantly. Man. Yeah. And it's it's because this is how people learn. It's not wrong. It's just the way we all learn. We, mm-hmm. we learn and then implement. And then our brain forgets certain little elements and then would, or, or doesn't move forward with the idea. It kind of gets stuck in these, um, it sort of atrophies right. and gets stuck in these uh, little eddies, you know, if you want to yeah. call it like in the, if the analogy is a river yeah. of, of information, uh-huh. um, you get stuck in eddies all the eddies time. Eddies and you're just like sw- swirling. And mm-hmm. not to get off on another topic, but I think that's also kind of the um, the mishap in the education system is that in jujitsu, our failures are our lessons. But in school, you failing is just horrible. Oh, it's horrendous. Right. That's a good point. And you get held back and you, you get shamed. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, man, I got a 70 on that test. Oh, oh man. You suck. I don't know if I'm going to graduate. Yeah, it's like no, you get held back. You don't get to go on that trip with your family. because yeah. yeah. And the next year, you 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 because you're in 10th grade now that you were in 9th grade, you feel like you need to take a 10th grade course. Otherwise, you feel remedial and you feel stupid. And then there's this big pressure to be at the level that you're not So you're not yet. allowed to fail? So you're not. It's like failure just is not as acceptable. And like. I guess I in the real world. Wait a minute, maybe. are you planning it because of the Montessori experience? Because you're because having? of the Montessori experience ah, yes, I'm having, dude. I'm a Montessori kid, so this yeah. is like a really cool thing that you're learning the Montessori way. Yeah, because it really does. It is jujitsu. It's jujitsu. Yeah. Like the Montessori, the the teacher that's uh, guiding me, and she's a guide herself, and she's uh, I'm apprenticeshipping under her. She's like Jimmy, you're perfect because I used to teach her kid jujitsu. He's a gray belt, right? Uh-huh. And she was like, you are perfect for this yeah. because you already do this in jujitsu. Yeah. You already failed to learn. Uh, yeah, already failed to learn. I already teach kids this method. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't know I was doing that. And the, the larger picture into the smaller picture. That that's yeah. the thing I liked about uh, Montessori that I thought was better um, than other ways of learning for me anyway yeah. was the uh, learning. Uh, uh, you know what all this is, and mm. then and then when you learn detail, you know what it relates to. Whereas in school, school, in, like, in yeah, in traditional like public, public school, school learning. Mm-hmm. We tend to just do detail and then say, trust me, you'll you'll know why this <laughs> you're, you're gonna figure out why we're doing this like yeah, yeah. Pythagorean theorem right now. Right, but that's because next year but you're that's, gonna be... that that runs counter to how the human mind works. Yeah. Because the human mind only really only really allows itself to learn pertinent things. Mm-hmm. It doesn't because you, you think about that, like survival. We've we've evolved over time. Uh by selecting what we're absorbing because we don't if there's no need to learn something that's not going to kill you if you don't learn it then you typically aren't really that your brain is like whatever dude and and that's the problem (laughs) it's like dude why do i need this yeah you're just even if you try your brain is still like that's why you need that's why you need to create value first right that's why i always when i'm teaching a move i always have my students fail first and i tell them ahead of time i'm look you guys are gonna fail and and then it already takes the pressure off the learning they're like damn Coach Jimmy says I'm gonna fail this already. Well, dang. Okay. Well, my God. Yeah. Okay, well, let me just do this without like worrying about being Mr. Perfect all day. Yeah, you're like, I can't wait till you screw this up. <laughs> I can't so I can't that we wait. can talk about it. Right. So yeah, so we can have yeah. a discussion. Good, you guys go, go mess this up. Hurry up and fail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. Now you guys go blow it. <laughs> yeah, you go screw <laughs> then, it up. And then and then we can get to business. Yeah, yeah then we yeah, get yeah. down to the <laughs> crux of the matter. Down. <laughs> get down to business. What's your yeah. F up? Yeah. So uh <laughs> that's our failure sound, everybody. <laughs> 
that's not there. <laughs> but uh, but that, that's going to go back into like you know having respect for uh, what you're learning and valuing what you're learning, so you have the freedom to know yeah. and learn more. Can we say just? Uh, I feel like there's an elephant in the room. Uh, so Maeda's with us. Maeda is uh, Maeda is a, a friend of mine friend, who, yeah, who I met who, who I met in Brazil. Yeah, a friend of ours. I met in Brazil. She's my friend now. Yeah, yeah. Now now yeah, you I met her, her and you walked yeah, her to your house. Gave her tea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And and she's, she's and us. she's visiting from Brazil. I met her when I went to Brazil last uh, Pedro Sour Camp. Um, she's from Florianopolis, and uh, you yeah, grew up in out. Florianopolis. Ah, that's wow. a cool town. It just sounds yeah. cool. It's yeah. like it sounds like Greek. It sounds like something <laughs> out of a superhero movie. Florianopolis, superheroes. Yeah. Everyone has capes and they all fly. Yeah, everyone's a superhero. Everyone <laughs> flies and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't ever commit crime in Florianopolis. Yeah, you better watch your ass. Um, Ian Jackson doesn't like my glasses. He does Ian, not like my, what else is the way new, bro? I laugh. He Whoa. doesn't like. Uh, what else? Yeah, he doesn't like, he doesn't the way like you... my haircut. No, he's got a whole list of things he doesn't like here. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, Ian Jackson is like my face. Ian is a habitual hater. He was born to yeah. hate. He hates to hate. He doesn't like my watch. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> not the watch, bro. Uh, well, that's watch. okay. I don't mind that you don't like those things because it's not like you can submit me anyway. Ooh. What? I'm just fighting words. Can I hit a? I'm gonna. Oh yeah, let's do it. That's for you, Ian. I'm gonna turn this on and cool off our friend here. Okay, so AC's on. Um, it's gonna be a little. You'll hear it in the background, but doesn't matter. Um, now, uh, do you want to watch this thing, or you want to text, or do you want to? We'll, we'll go more into yeah, that. Yeah, we, we can go more into that, and we can also watch it. It's all good. Okay, so what? Well, I wanted to say this that uh, th when it comes to submissions and like uh, we we're so we have in our mind this idea that when we got something, like we want to get something, we're so locked into it, right? And that's yeah. this is an issue I have that you help me with all the time, where I get locked into an idea and I'm too locked into the idea. Mm -hmm. And um, it's arguable that this situation, I'm going to add this to the stream now. We're going to watch this highlight of uh, the guillotine choke that almost got Vol Volkanovsky this week. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Um, and it was uh, uh, Brian Ortega jumped on a guillotine. And let's go ahead and watch it. We're looking so at, clean yeah, too. I'm not sure if we can play this or not, but it um, doesn't matter to me. Um, so here it is. Uh, okay. So here's uh, a little bit of striking. Okay, here we go. So one, once he goes to the ground, uh, Volkanovski ends up on the ground here. And then, um, Ooh, and then look, he jumps right on it. Now let's pause it and look at it. So, so you're saying that uh, you don't believe that it's caught, that it's actually there. He's he's got the head right. He's got the the front headlock essentially. He's got the guillotine, but he is doesn't. Is it an arm in or is it? You're gonna see if you keep playing, and we, we'll pause okay. it in a second. I'll tell you okay, okay, okay. Okay, so it looks like he has it's it kind a full, of. It, is it arm in or arm out? It's arm. It's it's a full on guillotine. Uh, yeah, I think it's a full on guillotine there. I can't tell though exactly. Right, so pause it here. Okay. Look where the hand is. Yeah, look where his hand is. It's not is. under his chin. You can see his hand, and he's because because of that, yeah, get it. He, he doesn't have it. So he's trying to get under the chin, and Volkanovsky yeah. is defending correctly with his chin against his chest, mm -hmm. and he's not able to quite get under the chin. And the fact that he's already applying it is keeping yeah. him out of the choke, isn't it? Yeah. And, I think that's it. And also, uh, it looks like Ortega's, Ortega's not sprawling his hips. Because, one, yeah. it looks – I don't know if he's trying to do a one-arm guillotine or if he's looking for right. a full-on guillotine. But either way, his hips need to be sprawled. And what Volkanovski's doing is he's framing. You see that right hand yeah. of Volkanovski on, uh, on the thigh? From, keeping it's, him off. It's like keeping him from climbing up, but he yeah. can sprawl his legs back still. And I think maybe he was in fear of losing it because those gloves, those gloves are big. That's it, right? I think it's the gloves getting underneath his chin. Yeah, yeah he, 
right there he had a lot of space to start working. If you look there, so he's look like he can he can start working, but the frame works right there. The frame, and then if you look where the hand is, he can't sprawl or it'll slip right out. Right, his the guy's head will slip out because he doesn't have his hands locked up. I don't think he has his hands locked up. It looks like he could have, but maybe he didn't because Brian Ortega would have finished that. Yeah, uh, go back a couple steps. Let's okay, see. let's look at. Uh, so Brian Ortega's left arm is grabbing his head. Look where his right freeze there. See how his right arm right way back there. So, freeze. so he's not. If you if you're going for a one arm guillotine, what he wants to do is take his right hand, post on the mat, and start using his rib cage to choke it, him. Yeah, yeah. Push push the rib cage. Yeah. So, but he's not doing that. So he doesn't have an ability to change the angle of his arm or his okay. body. So he's he's kind of limiting himself by trying to just grab the arm. And if he yeah. had let go and go for like a one arm guillotine, I think maybe he was worried that maybe Volkanovski would like bridge or bump or roll him off. And he didn't want to risk that. And I think he was worried about the elbow escape potentially because yeah. Volkanovski is setting up an elbow escape as yes, well. Yes, he is. And so I think he was just in the moment. He heat of the moment. He's like, man, I got to get this. I got to do this. And sometimes when you yeah. don't respect the, the position you're in. Yeah, I, I've been in the situation where I can't sprawl my hips because the arms, the hands not fully yeah. in position yet he's got to make those micro adjustments. i just don't have it locked right. and maybe if your hands are just like not quite locked enough if you sprawl you're going to pop your own connection right. so maybe that's what was happening yeah. there because we see that and we go why couldn't he finish that and wow volkanovsky's right. a superhero probably this wasn't all the way on well it's because I, okay so let's go back to it he's trying to do a guillotine with the grip right yes if you're doing a guillotine with the grip he needs to be higher up uh, and he can't get higher up because volkanovsky's framing right, so instead right, what he right, should right, do right. is take the right arm out post it and, and go for the one arm go for the one arm cage almost like a north south choke oh, kind of yeah which would bring us to the next thing we're going to do in a minute but first let's watch this next uh, submission um so he gets out we know he gets, he gets out okay now that now they scramble a little bit on the ground this is ortega's world ortega uh comes around he's getting he's not quite sure elbows not quite sure why he fell back like that i don't know what he was looking for maybe maybe he was going for something i mean we all think we know but man yeah in that moment right i don't know that's what i'm saying i don't know i don't know what he was going i know but i've heard people do Commenta commentary on this yeah. and they all think they know it's like you're not in the moment fighting like, bro, and you, yeah yeah you just don't you know you're also not feeling how he felt yeah like you can't feel that yeah the base like feel feel where his hips are where they're Driving turning how, how tired the they are at this moment exactly. like the pressure all these way things, too many variables all these to variables know. yeah for sure so we should have done this well, right right, eh, right maybe right. i just don't know what he's looking for so i was like so here we go so he's grabbing his own leg here he's going for the triangle he's got the false triangle puts it on the foot yeah. now look it's on the foot it's not on the ankle he didn't have it locked up. that was just interesting and the, the cameras i guess this is a highlight so it's like skipping around it's not so it's not a bad well, let's stay on this triangle. So it's yeah. not a bad triangle. It's just that Volkanovsky's defending. He's he's turning his shoulders right? just enough to keep to keep. Yeah, look at here. It's not like Volkanovsky doesn't know how to be in a triangle. So here it is. So here it comes. Boom. There's a triangle. Now look, he goes to lock it up. Volkanovsky, if you look at his position, his foot. He's he's already framing off the arm a little, already turning his shoulders turning, a little, yeah, turning his making shoulders, sure that this lock, this lock of foot behind knee yeah. is not sufficient. Yeah. And sure enough, he does it. So now it's just on the foot. So he's gonna foot lock himself if he finishes the triangle. He comes up, and that's correct. Okay, good. So that all that's all good. That's all good for both. Like they all both did good. Mm -hmm. I mean, he threw the triangle up. It was nice. He had his figure four in, and Volkanovski collapses into the figure four side, which makes it kind of hard. For him to finish the triangle, That's right? But the arm lock is there, and also you said the arm lock. The, is there. I, yeah, I'm saying the arm Let's lock is back. there, 
and that could have been his next move. That's what you like to see. I'm not going to say that should have been, but that could have been his next move. Let's go to it right here. Here we go. Could have, should have, would have all day. Yeah, let's could have, should have, would have. Let's could have, should have, would have. Here it goes. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. Here comes the triangle. Boom, boom, boom. Okay. Now, here's what you want. You want him to go. You want him to go armbar here. Yeah, yeah. Armbar. Because, yeah, Volkanovsky's arm is in there. He's got the arm. Now, Volkanovsky also is not letting him have the arm. If you look. Well, look, okay, freeze that right there. Pause. I'm looking. So Volkanovsky's right arm, is it? Is it hold, it's is, sitting there. Oh, you're right. He could scoop up the wrist right here. Because Volkanovsky's right arm is not grabbing his other hand. So it's not like he has any kind of... And he of, has no base with that he bottom leg. He doesn't leg. have any leverage to happening. stop Ortega from grabbing that arm oh, at this moment. He is leaning forward to, so he can sneak the elbow if it does happen. So you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't think he's unaware. Yeah. See, he already snuck the elbow. Uh, it actually, I don't, I don't know. This this highlight kind of just skipped it. Yeah, like I, maybe. There was a frame. There's like two frames missing from. Is there? Or there is. Or yeah, are they just rolling? Yeah, look, see the, so there's there's a whole, there's a whole, look at that frame. Like, I don't, how did, how did that happen? I don't. It's French. It's, <laughs> I hate the French. You're right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But well, uh, that being said, you're, you, you, were, you would have liked to have seen him transition more to a, to a one arm quickly to the, no, no, I was saying to the arm lock. Oh, yeah, to so the arm lock. Yeah, because yeah, from yeah. that triangle, as soon as he goes uh, foot behind knee, already he knows that's not working. Guys goes to the yeah. guy goes as he rolls him yeah. to the figure four side. He ought to automatically go he, for the arm lock. He should just start threatening it at least because yeah. Volkanovski, the only reason why Volkanovski could get out of that is because that right arm was pushing against his leg. It was only free to do that because there were, they didn't seem to be a threat on the arm yeah. lock. If he had started grabbing the arm lock and like going back, Volkanovski would have been like, oh, shit, arm. And then he could have stayed in the triangle. He could have stayed there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's just what I'm saying about it. All right. I'm but with I'm you. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. No, man. you weren't. I weren't. Oh, you weren't. Ian, were you there? Uh, Ian probably I'm knows just saying I wasn't there. Ian knows everything. Um, oh, snap, you guys. Fancy on me. He says, uh, it's because I love you, brother. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but Ian, love do you hate. know the it's answer to what happened there with those submissions? Or are you still, you probably don't because you're still learning submissions, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll get you there. Good. <laughs> Ian, next time you're in the gym, you better mess him up. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I don't know if we're uh, if we're still alive. It's like doing a jumpy thing, but that's oh. okay. Um, so anyway, uh, so let's talk about Musumichi. I don't have a video on this one to show, but oh. uh, let's talk about Mikey. Oh, Mikey Mike, got submitted. Mikey. <sighs> yeah, he got right. submitted and like dead to rights. Where where? And here's what I liked about it. What I thought was cool mm -hmm. was if you watch Gabriel Souza fall into that position into North South, mm -hmm. he stayed in North South for a really for long, a time long time by threatening that. Um, but I mean, try to stay in North South on anybody with some with some jujitsu talent. Mm -hmm. That's no joke, especially guys like Mikey Musumeci who oh can God. who can invert. invert who can invert. That's what I was thinking. Is this guy inverts like a madman? <laughs> How is this staying there? Yeah, I was thinking like the entire match, Souza was just so aggressive the entire time. I mean, is that why? Because he was shutting down kind I, of ideas. I, I, I might have. I think Mikey probably got overwhelmed a bit with okay. uh, with the pressure that Gabriel was consistently throwing at him. Okay. I mean, uh, he looked like he was just trying to kill him. And when he passed his guard, Mikey like relaxed. Mikey wasn't like inverting. He wasn't framing. He passed his guard, and he looked like he was like tired. Damn, I just got my yeah, guard, got yeah. my guard pass just now. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah, and, it didn't look like he was spent a lot of had spent a lot of time on north south underneath. Right. And and if he has, he still looked tired. And Gabriel just like walks to north south, sprawls his hips super heavy, mm -hmm. gets the head and sits there. And you can see before Mikey taps, Gabriel looks at his corner and he goes, I got it. Yeah. Cause he kept threatening it yeah. and then switching sides. He and knew, switching sides. He, he knew he had it. And he he's like, he had I'm, it. I'm coming for it. We're almost there. Yeah, he like he called the submission before it happened. Yeah. And he he cut because he had attempted it a few times and found the hole. 
hole. Mm-hmm. And you watch him do it in the, I was yeah. watching it. I'm like, cause I heard, Oh, he got submitted by North South. So I'm waiting. So as soon as I go to North South, I was like, all right, here we go. But it did. It wasn't here. We go. It was, it was threatened, 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 threatened on both sides. And yeah. then find, find the weakness in the defense and then use it. Yeah. And he did. You can tell he understands like North South chokes. You can tell he understands it. Just the way, yeah. just the way he, well, set he it got up. his rib cage just in the right spot Sunk and then, it in. Yeah, and used his body to choke him. And like he looked up and he smiled at his corner mm-hmm. and he's like, ah, before it. he had it be- locked be- before Mikey tapped, it was locked. I thought he did that while he was while he was while Mikey was still defending like actively with his arms. Oh, we got to look at I, the match again. I yeah, we'll look. That, we'll but, look because I think I think he did do that when he was like after he had he had uh done a few almost like shots over the bow to see mm-hmm. what he would do like oh like fainting like when they like boxers faint mm-hmm. and they watch the guy react mm-hmm. and he's reading his movement and that was because i was like i said i was looking for the north south choke and i was like oh i think i think he now knows how to get this north south choke and he wasn't even in it yet there was a couple moments where they broke loose and i'm like how's he staying on top mm-hmm. it's like with any submission there's a point where you know there's no there's no return and that was the, that was when mikey was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> just laying there like yeah 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 but even in an arm lock you know like the arms almost fully extended they're yeah. probably gonna tap soon yeah you yeah. just you just know or like a triangle choke i can just pull your head down i'm looking at you and oh i know you're gonna tap yeah i think gabriel just felt it and he was that's a tap he knew it yeah pretty awesome match yeah that was a hard one to watch because i was rooting for mikey do you ever get like just where you like the personality so much you want I, him to win i like love my i love mike i love Mikey. but, but Gabe, nobody gives gabriel souza the credit he's been moving through people he has been dude's badass yeah man so do we got does he have to do that to get our respect <laughs> so that we can uh then root for him because all, i wasn't rooting for him at all all those guys yeah i was rooting for him after that i was like i don't know maybe yeah. i'm still now now he's the guy that submitted mikey nice mikey who makes pizza that's not right <laughs> that's a he's a bully mikey I don't even pizza. like him. That's nice, Mikey. Oh man, Mikey! Ugh. Everybody it, loves that guy, and they should. He's incredible, and he's a family guy. He loves his sister, mm. and they and and also he accomplished a great deal coming up the ranks. Yeah, being like the the, the first guy to like uh, win uh, three times in a row. Win, um, you know, what did he win? Worlds or he, well, well, he's brown and black. Well, he's also won different weight divisions. That was it at, too. At WNO. Yeah, but it's just cool because him and his sister are so. They're great. great. They're great. And Tammy Musumeci, she just she won it. You know, she's amazing. She's yeah. absolutely amazing. And I'm loving what I'm seeing in this uh woman division of yeah. grappling. They're just going for legs. They're going for did it. You, did and they're you, so technical. Yeah, we'll talk about girls. Did yeah. you? But did you see the? Uh, did you see the? Um, uh, Grace Gundam. No, no. When oh. when Mikey and um and Gio had their little squab- squabble. Oh, back then, back when? Back well, it yeah. wasn't that back when. It was a couple months, maybe. But like, yeah, remember when, that was kind of. It made me hate Geo. <laughs> it made me hate Geo. I think it made a lot of people hate Geo because his reaction was super ego. Yeah, I think I think some people are trying to go the route of Gordon Ryan. Some, and, but it's got to be real. And most people just don't have. They're not really about it like Gordon. Well, Gordon the thing really about doesn't Gordon, give a fuck, and they're, they're. I don't smell insecurity on Gordon. No. I smell insecurity on Geo. Yeah, when you yeah. some people put their ego out there, and you smell insecurity, and right. that's why it's happening. You're not. You know what I mean? And they also just can't back it up. They're just talking shit. Gordon, I, I mean, I don't care if you can or can't. I feel like you're yeah. showing me ins- insecurities mm. when you're showing me insecurities. You can't hide it. Yeah. So Gordon doesn't have them. No, yeah. He doesn't. And maybe he can't back it up. Maybe he will end up getting his ass kicked. But it's how he deals with it. I guarantee will be different than your average insecure person because he's not insecure in those ways. Right. I don't know why. Yeah. But he's just got that weird gift where it's like, whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just had, I don't know, maybe he's being raised in New Jersey. Maybe it's being like 
the world champion, number one nogi grappler, so with his girl, with like the best team in the world. Maybe it's like all these other <laughs> accolades. Maybe it's all these things <laughs> that he, he just has nothing to to prove to anyone really much and he's anymore. Just, he's, yeah. yeah, he's got it going on. Yeah, so I think on the way, so a guy like Gio maybe for years has been kind of relegated to this like, you know, oh, he's uh, Eddie's guy and he does mm. this and whatever. And eh, he's one of those like nerd assassin guys or he's a, you know, yeah, he's a break dancer that turned into a jiu-jitsu guy or whatever. Yeah, they, they do that weird like flexy stuff and that's <laughs> not really jiu-jitsu or whatever, yeah. you know, so I think maybe that all those years of that frustrating kind of pigeonholing and mm -hmm. he's not like at, the, he wasn't allowed to be at a world-class level until just now that they're kind of is a platform for it yeah that maybe that frustration comes through in the insecurities do you know what i'm saying yeah, because it did when little mike mikey musumichi was like well you know i just don't like the way that guy talks to me mm -hmm. you know i think he's a jerk and whatever and then his reaction was like you know he, but he was very ugly yeah kind of pissy about it he was super yeah. ugly and he was super ugly to mikey but i think that's what that is and i'll give you an analogy in comedy um, I know that after years of doing barroom shows and garbage shows for, I mean, whatever they are, they are what they are, but mm -hmm. you do these crazy one nighters coming up yeah, and you end up in these circumstances where people are disrespectful of the show. No mm -hmm. respect. No, no, so, no, respect. no, respect. no, respect. no, respect. So, so they're, they're, uh, they're disrespectful of the show. They're disrespectful of the comedian on stage. They, they, uh, they just treat you, they treat the whole thing crappy and you feel it and mm. you still are there to do what you're supposed to do and you do right. it and you you work your way through it. For yeah. years, you fight through this stuff and you can't say quite what it is that makes you furious about it, <laughs> yeah. but it lives inside of you. And then you have this resentment for the very thing you love or one element of it. Mm. And then when you do get to a point where you're in the flow, if somebody tries to stop that flow or or even shows a shade of that other kind of disrespect that you mm -hmm. experienced back in the past yeah all that baggage comes out in your reaction and now you're overreacting to something and yeah. you look like a complete asshole right and i think that's kind of what happens happened that time with you yeah there's some pushback all the time baggage some, and yeah sometimes it's hard to deal with the pushback of whatever it is especially like well, it's just carrying baggage yeah you're carrying your own baggage but then also and just to play devil's advocate on that i think Mikey also, you can you could argue he overreacted a little he bit did. in his response. I don't think he'd ever seen that before. Yeah, and I, you know, I think, and he's a child, and it's ultimately, like, what he, is he twenty something? But, but he's a black belt in jujitsu. It's like, come on, man, you face more opposition and more uh, tension and more conflict on the mats in a physical nature, and you understand how to move through that. You can move through like the way he responded to to Jill's response to whatever he said. Yeah, was imagine like he overdid it. It's just kind of like doing the most if someone he was furious. It's like trying to pass someone's guard by just flying over and doing the. It's like where's the finesse? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you still have that finesse. And as much as he wanted to talk about bringing jujitsu into real life, like you're a black belt, uh -huh. you should behave a certain way. Okay. It's like, well, you're also a black belt. You and, are too. So why and, are you doing this? And, and you should be as as far as Mikey, you're a black belt. You should be able to handle these situations in a way that's finesse. So is this what we're talking about when we say black belt and being and and the mindset of a black belt? Is it that you now have all these elements that you've learned in jujitsu, all these uh, respect to life skills, freedom. philosophical principles? Well, I was going to say on the mat itself, physical, yeah, just it. in jujitsu, the elements of respecting your the the threat, respecting the defense, mm -hmm. and so that you can have the freedom, blah blah blah, all these things, um, and then uh, all these things you've learned, applying them to life. We do this where yeah. we talk about applying them to life, but actually applying them to, um, your, actions to your actions off the mat completely in your relationships, in your in how you present yourself, how you speak to but, people, how you what you think and, about. And we yeah. say this it's all good and good and fine to talk about it, but to mm -hmm. 
and you and I have talked about, let me use this analogy. You and I have talked about, I need to stop doing this or I need to start doing that. Yeah. It's fine to talk about. Yeah. But until you do it, so you put it to practice and put it to practice, you, you don't yeah. instinctively do it. So I think I think that's the transition into black belt is is taking those things and making a conscious decision moment to moment mm -hmm. to apply the principles of jujitsu in I, your everyday life. One hundred percent. But it's got to be conscious. Yeah. The decisions you make should be wise because you have wisdom with knowledge, not wisdom equals knowledge and application and experience. So you should have the wisdom now to make wise decisions as you move through your life at a black belt level at a black belt level you should be extremely wise otherwise yeah. that's why it takes a long time to get there because it's not about having knowledge but you actually have to have wisdom you know yeah and as you a black belt and as you apply it really as a black belt and you're actively now applying it maybe even for the first time in some cases mm -hmm. maybe you're like a white belt in that way you know you're yeah, yeah. in that way you're oh it's 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 like a white belt first learning how to move mm -hmm. um brown to black initial black belt experience of being a black belt and living as a black belt and thinking as a black belt yeah th that pr that uh process yeah is like a white belt learning how to get your body to move it's it's learning how to apply those principles to life 100 and how to not let that slip away from you and when you do lose your cool you deal with it with those same concepts right because even the, the journey from white to black it's like the journey from uh med student to actual like attending and being a doc, full-fledged doctor mm -hmm. now you have your doctor journey that you have to go on there's a whole nother it's, thing. it's a whole nother thing so becoming yeah. a black belt is not like end all be all that's it now yeah. i should know it all but then it's now I'm, I'm learning and having these moments where i have to take the knowledge that i've applied and put it to these real life situations yeah. you know i gotta talk to this family whose uh, uh, uncle or cousin or brother's dying and i gotta talk to them about it <sighs> You know, maybe you didn't deal with that as an as a resident. Maybe now yeah. that you're an attending doctor, now now you really have to face those kind of uh, situations. So as a black belt, I think it's just an evolution that keeps growing. Like I'd like to think about James. James has been a black belt for almost as long as I've done jujitsu. Yeah, like true. Just alone at black belt, he's done it for six years. I've done jujitsu for eight years, going on to nine years. Yeah. I'm not even a black belt yet. So imagine if I'm a black belt and then I'm a black belt for six years. You know, so that's going to be six years learning. And, you know, we, we said this before, right? The more you know, the more you can know. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It compounds. <laughs> it compounds. Like yeah. Compound interest. That's with everything. Everything's like that. Man. Yeah. The deeper you get in it, the, deep, the deeper you can actually go. Because that's you, why when you watch somebody do a skill or do something that they're they're really good at, mm -hmm. whether it's like or even a real estate agent. Piano or whatever. Or whatever yeah, guitar. What, yeah. It looks like magic. You're like effortless. Yeah, yeah. you're like, wow, how, how are they doing that? Right. How are they doing that? Well, because believe. you haven't taken step one yet. When you take step one, two, three, four, and now you're like halfway up the ladder, yeah. you can kind of see what they're doing now. Mm -hmm. And you can admire it and you can uh, even look up to it, but you're not there. Not but there. but now you can see it. Yes. Yeah. Now, now you know how what that hammer on was. You know what they're doing. You can actually yeah. make sense of it. It's so, not yeah. just voodoo. Yeah. Just respecting. That goes back to freedom and respect. Respecting what you're doing. Respecting the the journey you're on and yeah respecting your own journey respecting your own not journey. just the defense and the attack of the person you're with yeah and okay that brings me to a point i wanted to make i kind of wanted to make it last night i taught thanks uh that's right i just wanted to... uh I, I taught the adult class last night you know it was, it was pedro's birthday yeah yeah that's right so and uh shout out James to pedro out. sour, yeah. Pedro sour. Pro professor Profess. Profess. And uh, yeah, James is professor, bro by the way. <laughs> Big professor. That's what I call him, professor. Professor. <laughs> I go, excuse me, professor, I have a question. <laughs> and no one catches on. They're like, is he saying professor? No, they think saying bro. Professor. Okay. Um, I wanted to say this last night, but I didn't think of it. And I was like, ah, oh, I should have said it. But um, you, you have to take the time 
to learn outside of jujitsu. Like James is always watching videos, instructionals, learning and still evolving and studying. So if I'm a brand new person, I'm going to jujitsu. This is just for all you guys who are white belts and even blue belts. In fact, anyone go and, home. Yeah, Ian. <laughs> go home. And you've never, <laughs> you and it's your first class. You never heard of side control. Okay, go home, type in side control and then type in the top 10 uh, uh, best grapplers in the world in the past five years and then look up their names and type side control next to it and see videos like there's so much information out there that you can do your own at home study not to say that you want to be a youtube grappler but that you're going to even know the position because you've studied it at home then when you get to class you're like oh i'm familiar with side control kind of i'm not yeah. completely lost here yeah. you know what i mean do your own study i think a lot of people only do jujitsu when they're on the mats well there's also kind of a stigma to like youtube jujitsu right where it's like oh don't you know don't go on youtube and be like i'm gonna do this now but the but concepts are the there concepts. so look for the concepts don't necessarily look for the detail and look for the concepts and identifying if you, and if you have questions about the detail bring yeah. it to james bring it to your instructor talk to them and get them to help you dial that but yeah but definitely be aware of the concepts right I, and I, how I'm, yeah sorry what were you gonna i was say? just gonna say and how they all kind of um, are similar. They keep coming back around no matter who's teaching. Yeah. My students, 12 years old, you know, they're, they're watching videos. In fact, I, I have a bunch of jujitsu videos and I you know, put on hard drives for my students to watch. And I tell them, I'm like, look at this stuff, watch it, please. Um, I'm not saying that you should go and do it, but if you have questions, ask me like, I, Hey, I was watching this Darce video on the Darce video you showed me. And I'm kind of confused how this works. I just want them to be, ident I want them to identify things and I want them to be familiar with the way things look. So then when I show it in class, they're like, oh, I've seen this before. Oh, he just filled in the blanks. Bless you. He just filled in the blanks for me. I'm not confused. I'm not lost drooling. Like, what is going on? Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know. That one, we did a one arm. Before you showed up for class, we did a one arm uh, guillotine today. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, not one arm. Sorry. Uh, arm in guillotine. Arm in guillotine. And uh, one of the elements that I had not been aware of was uh, falling to the side with intent planting the guy mm -hmm. so his head stuck on the ground mm -hmm. and you're using the ground as well mm -hmm. and i hadn't really considered how important that angle was and once i got that in my head oh my gosh i'm like i should be hitting these all day long yeah. and in roles i was threatening it with chad i was i would just threaten it and then like make it move and threaten it and and, uh, and i was like oh man so i had one key piece wrong mm -hmm. and it was um it was it was to me it's an overarching principle whenever you're any choke once you have it pushing the guy's head down into it mm -hmm. yeah is using, a big part using of your choke. elbow getting heavy with that elbow man especially for guillotines yeah especially yeah. uh north south you could argue that it's the same you're just using a rib cage to push them push the head over and push it into the choke so all these things uh are one kind of concept mm -hmm. and so if you look for it in all the instructionals with all the jujitsu right. then it applies yes most concepts apply like everywhere. Yeah. As long as you have the same pieces you had for that one move, it should work over here. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like closed guard. Closed guard, if you flip it, it's mount. And so if, let's explore you know, this idea. What if you don't have respect for your opponent? What if you blast through? Are there moments that you should? Are there moments that you should be like, you know what? I'm just going to blast through and use my power here. Or do you feel like never? James, okay, so I was... I was training with Grant this morning. Yes. Shout out to Grant. Ross Shout out to Big Grant yeah. doing the thing. Ross Guardian. Um, he had trained with James for like seven minutes and James was putting it on him. Yeah. He trained with Josh and then I rolled with him and he's tired and sweaty. Yeah. And so something he kept doing and James brought up is Grant is very powerful in certain positions. Yeah. And Grant's trying to not be super powerful going against a lighter guy, you know, but there's moments when you have to, um, you have to take the power and you have to go with it at the right time. So, yes. so there's a time to, to have an intelligent, powerful move. 
Yeah. It's not like always I'm going to flow. Uh, uh. Sometimes you got to push the gas here, but the gas has to be calculated gas. You know what I mean? I'm not just going to explode to get a response kind of. Or now, now, now's the time to hit the gas. Oh, right, right. Maybe even just to do it. Yeah. I mean, I got my underhook. I'm up. Don't just sit there. Oh, drive yeah. Up. Yo, yeah. If I scissor sweep you, it better be like explosive it, and like, ah, yeah. Right, the timing was there. Gas. Yeah. You better hear the guy go. It's just a quick. Yeah. And then you're back down. Yeah. You, you got to know when to push the gas and when to go. You got to know when to stop, when to ease off of it. And it's a cool thing because I have that ability to be explosive too. And, mm -hmm. and, um, and I started learning uh, a few years ago, maybe really just, in, I mean, everything, I feel like everything I've learned is just in the last year, but, um, but I started using that regulated, uh, pow explosive power where, yeah. I, where I don't get like, I don't get, um, intoxicated by the explosive <laughs> scramble. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Because get you get it and you're like, your go own. Ah! And then, yeah, you own keep, energy. Yeah, and you leave the throttle on, which yeah. is crazy. Oh man! Because then now you're in this super hyper scramble where everybody's moving, and now uh, I kind of can't really control the situation. Mm -hmm. But if I explode into something and through it, then I stop. That mm. guy like spins out. Yeah. And now I'm catching stuff, and I'm like, oh, geez, he's got to keep going. And if I stop, then mm -hmm. he like it's almost like he just runs off a cliff. You're right. like, hey, <laughs> yeah. James put it similar to that. He said, all right, Grant, so drive into Jimmy with your explosiveness, and the moment he stops you, stop, and then redirect them. The yeah, redirected now. Maybe get he your leg in because he's putting a because your opponent then is putting a lot of movement toward yeah that yeah. defense or stopping you using a mechanic and then check the and mechanic then, yeah and then you're like oh he stopped me so it, now I'm gonna go you back do this that on way. a small scale or on a larger, on a larger scale, scale because yeah. he's he Grant is ex incredibly explosive in scrambles yeah he's a football and, player and I he mean, yeah and he, he would drive be, and he would be he would be well served to do that big explosive stuff and and like bait the guy into being like oh here we go. And yeah. then and then stopping and watch All what of a happens. Sudden. That guy's gonna like like a top is just gonna go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and give mm -hmm. you everything. Yeah, there's a couple pieces that if he adds to that game, it's yeah, nightmare. Oh man, it, it's just most of the time it's just a piece of mm -hmm. an understanding. If you add it, you're just like now that much more of a threat. Yeah, I so. feel bad for Ian because he's so far from even getting close to learning this, but um, <laughs> but uh, eventually he might. You know I what I mean? I don't know. He's pretty old, so there's a chance he'll never get there. <laughs> but but. But he, but he uh, works out all the time, so I guess like that equates to jujitsu skills. Yes, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Jumping Training, out of a, jumping out of a plane. Yeah, that yeah. Relates. Th that's really ways. good for your knees. And Letting legs. the wind kind of take you, and then yeah, like feel. Yeah, maybe that relates in some way. A lot of know. a lot of like bicep curls, yeah. and I don't know if it's hurting his jujitsu or helping, but it's doing something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. More oxygen so. to the brain. That might help. Maybe. For him. I think so. I think the more oxygen he gets to his brain, the better. <laughs> knowing him. <laughs> so he's like, are you lacking, Ian, in oxygen? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Is there anything else we need to cover? Because we're at 59. Oh, my gosh. I have oh. a meeting in one minute. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, peace out. Love you guys. Is it peace out? Okay. Peace out. Hispatch, we're back in the groove. Uh, we will be doing the thing. So, uh, weekly Hispatch and Freedom. Uh, we are back home again. I was out of town for a couple weeks. I appreciate if you uh, waited around for us. We'll be posting this one on the internet. Thanks for watching us on StreamYard. It'll get more and more visual as we go forward um, with some preparation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Post the podcast episode 39. Freedom and Hispatch. 37. <laughs> you said episode 39? I said that's my favorite number and it's stuck in my head. Let's just have every episode be 39. All right. This is episode 39, 37. <laughs> 39 colon 37. Down, but keep it cool. I'm gonna crush you, Colin. And Jimmy, I'm I'm ripping off your door handle. <laughs>
<laughs> Ian, there's I, none left. Ian, I fixed the the, the passionate side one. So what's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up? Thanks, I'm out. He says bye. <laughs> Good luck, punk. Winning is the mission. I'm going for the submission. I'm sticking to the vision. Who's in the lesson for the game?